Welcome to A Little Louder Now, a podcast produced by The Bridge Initiative, an FI360 project. My name is Alex, and I'd like to welcome my colleague for today's podcast, Jennifer. Hello. Jen, thank you so much for joining me today. We are talking about this month in women's history. We're in June, and today we are talking about Sally Ride. Let the space puns commence. Oh, space puns. (laughs) Um, So we're talking about Sally Ride this month because on June 18th, 1983, she became the first American woman in space. So Jen, tell me a little bit about Sally Ride and why she is a trailblazer. Oh, I would be happy to blast off into this topic. Space pun. Ah, space puns. (laughs) So, Miss Sally Ride was born May 26, 1951 in Encino, California. When she and her sister were growing up, they were really encouraged to follow their own bliss and their own individual interests, which I think helped them form their perspective later in life regarding encouraging other women to do what she did throughout her life in breaking all sorts of barriers. I mean, no doubt. I mean, she, she was asked in an interview, you know, a little bit later in her life about her interest in science as a young girl and, a, and, and as a teenager, and she mentioned that, you know, young girls get conditioned starting in middle school that science is just not cool and they're encouraged not to pursue their interest but she she never encountered you know a classmate or a friend or or a teacher or counselor or a parent that that really tried to talk her out of her interest and thank god for that right absolutely actually her father was a huge mentor for her mm-hmm. and he always pushed her to do what was what she wanted to do and i that definitely gave her a lot of character and since he was pushing her to do science and that's what she wanted to do it was always cool in her eyes right mm-hmm. it was never uncool it made the absolute difference yes it does you know, I, I i was thinking about it you know while while we were doing our research on this i was actively you know discouraged from pursuing uh, my interest or, or a career rather in STEM. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. How, uh, if you don't mind, can't may I? I mean, add? I was in probably seventh or eighth grade mm-hmm. um, when I was, I mean, science was cool to me. Mm-hmm. I loved science. I loved chemistry, did not like biology, but I. That's fair. It's difficult. <laughs> I, I mean, I didn't like the whole like Dissection. Uh, dissection. Thing. That's fair. That's a huge reason um, I didn't do it. Either. You know, I did it. You know, it was. Oh, I did. It was very awkward for me. Um, I actually passed out. Fun fact about me: I passed out during the dissection of the cat. Stop. Oh no! Yeah. Oh, yeah. The oh, formaldehyde. Man. It went to my head. <laughs> well, anyway. anyway, okay. Back to Sally. Back anyway, to Sally. Uh, back to to the science of the space. Yeah. Tell me. Tell me some more about young Sally. Young Sally. She was an avid tennis player as a young girl, and she actually had her dreams originally of being a professional tennis player. Mm. She ranked the top in the top 20 nationally on the junior tennis circuit. So she was that good. So not only was she playing sports and interested in science, she also attended Stanford University where she earned degrees in both physics and English, which that's that's a pretty heavy load of, of classes to take. And I can only mm-hmm. imagine having two degrees, the amount of time she took. I mean, good. And she got degrees, uh, she got her... Um... Those were major, or sorry, those were uh, bachelor's. She also got her master's and then went on to get her PhD in physics, right? Yes, yes, she did. Um, she was rap, and actually in 1977, when she was wrapping her PhD in physics, she answered a newspaper ad which was placed by NASA, which is, which actually stands for the National Aeronautics and Space Administration. 
which I don't know if I said correctly, Alex, did I? <laughs> Aeronautics. Oh, good. <laughs> close. You were very close. Thank you. Thank you very much. That's <laughs> the first time I actually read what that stands for. <laughs> Thank you, Sally there's a, Ride. There's a lot of so, so, like difficult scientific words coming up. Get ready, everyone. Strap in. You did hear, <laughs> you heard some of my French in one of the last episodes, so <laughs> you're in for another treat. <laughs> So NASA was looking for some astronauts, and out of the 8,000 applications, 35 of them were chosen, and Sally was one of six women that were selected. And that, and that class, right, that was the, the first class to include women. Yes, yes. In the selection. Yes, and it's cool because that class, the class of 1987 was... 78. 78, yeah, mm-hmm. reading. Mm-hmm. They were known as the 35 New Guys. But in- included six women. Yeah, and it included six women, so... All right. You know, they're new, new, guys. new guys. Yeah, I love it. She reported for training at Johnson Space Center the next summer and trained as a mission specialist. She was required to master parachute jumping, water survival training, as well as all Oof. technical and scientific aspects of the program. Yeah, no. Yeah. No. Um, Would you have survived astronaut training? <laughs> no, 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 no. I, um, I do theater. I, um, I'm not a dancer. I'm not a dancer first. Dance numbers <laughs> for me are quite funny. They take a long time to learn. I do not think I could uh, handle this training. Yours, no no parachute jumping for you? I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> Getting lifted is is. <laughs> hard enough i see i would have really loved to do parachute jumping but the the water survival training that is where i would have drawn the line i don't do water things i feel like i would have gotten very anxious oh yeah definitely fun fact everyone you can actually look up uh the the training manuals and the so uh, tell me a little about yes tell me a little it it was funny how accessible this was so if anyone wants to check it out so they have uh, we'll put the link up yes yes yeah we'll put the link up on the on the podcast page yes get ready for these uh pdf files yeah yeah, Jen has some uh, so lots of pictures and things uh, in front a, of us right now. It's actually pretty cool. So the Johnson Space Center, there are more than one facility. There's a neutral buoyancy laboratory, so that's the pool, and that's where they do all of their the controlled rooms, the um, all of the underwater prep. So they test for diver support, buoyancy, lo- logistics and mock-up facility, or LMF. And then site support. So. Yeah, that, that's where I would have failed. Yeah. <laughs> and even just at the pictures, I'm like, okay, no. <laughs> and then they have a space vehicle mock-up facility, which is pretty, pretty cool because they have a... Um, with the facility, it actually looks exactly like a space station. It, there's a lot of... It looks like the movies. Yeah, it really does. It looks like... There's a lot of jargon here, and it really explains the mock-up, but it's really a... It really just looks like a space station, and I think this is for the... Um, Lack of uh, the the anti gravity. I know that they they work on. I would have liked the anti gravity. I, I would too. I would have very much enjoyed that. I, I would I would very much love to experience weightlessness. Yeah, that would have been cool. Because actually, Sally said that was one of the things that Sally. I mean, might as well get back right into Sally, right? Yeah, yeah. But um, that is one of the things that she said she remembered at the most about mm-hmm. space. Yep. So. Once she uh, had one year of training and an evaluation period, she was made eligible for assignment as a mission specialist for future space shuttle flight crews. But she wasn't actually chosen for after about, that one year, right? She, yes, five years later. Five years. Uh, in, the ju- in, in the June in the June. of yep. Yep. 1983, <laughs> Sally Ride was scheduled for launch aboard Challenger STS-7. So, and, and when she was selected for this, this Challenger mission... Um, she 
she went to those other five female astronauts that were in her class, and she really collaborated with them because she, as, as the first American woman going up into space, was going to be setting a lot of policy and a lot of precedence from you know, from things like what the uniform would look like to what sort of privacy policies, you know, as a woman. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think she had four other people. I think there were five people on that first challenge, that, the SCS-7. Yes, five. So, um, you know, being the only woman among four other men, yeah. um, there were a lot of privacy policies that mm-hmm. she really wanted to implement. But she, she really wanted to collaborate with those other five women because she didn't want to make any decisions that would end up making any other woman to come after her uncomfortable so she wanted their help to make the best decisions that they could at the time and I think that's just such a wonderful example of you know women collaborating and reaching out to each other and and helping other women of course it's that all for one one for all kind of situation Sally was really conscious of thinking of others and I think that's very uh, very admirable about her and I think that she was really conscious of the fact that she was the first you know, woman from NASA going up into space. And American woman. American woman. Yes. Yeah, yeah. There was another, um, there was a woman, a Soviet woman, who who went up in actually almost 20 years to the day. I think it was June 16th or, or 15th or something like that. With oh, wow. Night of six, 1963, um, Valentina Tereshova. She was the first there was that, woman. Yes, and there, there was an, uh, another Russian yes. woman whose name I don't actually know off the top of my head. And the fact that you had that, like, right at the I wrote at it the down. Dough, I, I wrote it down. I was just like, <laughs> oh, maybe I should have added that. So you already, you, you already got that. I was Alex. in there. I was in there. Nice but yeah. It, um, Not the first American. But the woman in NASA. Yeah. You know, so there were no policies in place for, for Na- in NASA. So, um, you know, I think that that was just. That's just a really cool example of who Sally is as a person. Absolutely. I think it's a great representation of who, uh, of who she is as a person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But tell me about her interviews, because she was interviewed a lot before that first Challenger STS-7 mission, right? Yes. And actually, you were about to go into it, and then um, we started talking about the women's side of this. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. Was yeah. I got, I, I, you know me. I get sidetracked so easily. Oh, no. It's okay. It's um, Well, it's a, a nice, um, you know, full circle moment, because um, during her interviews, they were asking... <laughs> So many numerous questions about the, her preparation of going into space where it, it came down to how was space, like questions like how was space going to affect her ability to reproduce and Ugh, what barf. kind of makeup was she going to take on the mission or will you be cooking any of the meals? Like she was, she, I, she said, I'd be happy to answer any of these questions, but the people that are asking these kinds of questions, I'm not going to entertain. Yeah, I, I- She's so much has so much more patience than I would have. I people outside of this room can't see me rolling my eyes and pulling my hair out for it's you know true. those kinds of questions. I just I can't imagine being asked those questions. But you know I was thinking about that, and um, you know when even when celebrities go to award shows um, or or like premieres or whatever. Mm-hmm. The women are always asked. That's the first and like pretty much only question that they're asked, right? Who are you wearing? Yeah, absolutely. I, it's so annoying, and it, it honestly is so annoying that it makes me want to launch all the way to outer space. <laughs> <laughs> also, okay. too, I probably wouldn't bring any makeup to space. Just saying, like, why do you need it? <laughs> 
So we're launching from yes. from Earth because we are so annoyed by the comments on June 18th of 1983 from the Kennedy Space Center in Florida. She was one of five crew members aboard the Space Shuttle Challenger STS-7. And she became the first American woman in space and the youngest American in space. So one, mm-hmm. the only woman on the crew, first yep. American woman, youngest American in space. That's already amazing. Mm-hmm. During this mission, it took one week to complete. She was the flight engineer during this mission. She... And during this mission, she launched two communication satellites for um, for Canada mm-hmm. and Indonesia, and she operated the Canadian-built robot arm to perform the first deployment and retrieval with the shuttle pallet satellite. Cool. She she also conducted the first formation flying of the shuttle with a free flying satellite. She carried and operated the first U.S. German cooperative material science payload, and she operated the continuous flow electro- electrophoresis and the monodispersed latex reactor experiments. So she was busy I during that week. Absolutely busy. And I didn't even know what some of those things meant, but it sounded really cool. <laughs> sounded really scientific. Yeah, very scientific. <laughs> anyway... So she was she was up there for a week and yeah they um then they finally landed mm-hmm. at Edwards Air Force Base in California on June 24th. Mm-hmm. So as I said, Sally said that the thing I'll remember, oh quote, the thing that I'll remember the most about the flight is that it was fun. In fact, I'm sure it was the most fun I'll ever have in my life. And then so following that first flight, she she went up on her second mission in space in 1984. Um, and that was October October fifth, nineteen eighty four. Yes. It was the mission STS forty one G that was launched, and that one was an eight day mission with crew of of seven, which was like that was the largest crew size to date for a shuttle mission. Yes. Um, and they were they were up there to deploy the Earth radiation budget satellite and conduct scientific observations of Earth with a large format camera, um, as well as they and. Then they also demonstrated potential satellite refueling techniques with an EVA uh, and associated hydrazine transfers. Again, very scientific. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. The second mission was completed on October 13th. So very short missions, very, very Mm -hmm. quick turnover. She was assigned a third mission, but training came to a halt in uh, January of 1986 when the Challenger shuttle exploded Mm -hmm. shortly after takeoff, which resulted in the death of all seven crew members. Yep. It was... Very, very tragic. But with this ride, transitioned into a role where she served on the Presidential Commission investigating the tragedy. Mm -hmm. But once the investigation was completed, Sally accepted a job as a special assistant to the NASA administrator for long-range and strategic planning. It was during that time that she wrote an influential report titled Leadership and America's Future in Space – and she became the first director of NASA's Office of Exploration. So she retired, surprisingly, after only nine years with NASA in 1989. After this, she joined the, the faculty at the University of California, San Diego, as a professor in physics and became the director of the University of California's California Space Institute. Yeah, I don't think that it was... I mean, she always loved academia and she always loved teaching and I, I think that became evident 
you know, later on in 2001, which we will talk about when she, she co-founded that Sally Ride Science. Yes. Um, but she also wrote, um, what was it, seven? Yes, seven, seven. science books for children. Um, I'm not going to go over all of them, but the, I, I I did read one of them in our in preparation oh, for this. Did? Yeah, they're they're adorable. And they're, which one? Um, I read Exploring Our Solar System. Very very cool. Yeah. Well, I'm. I mean, as we talked about before, I've always been interested in science. Um, I think that space is just so cool and gives you such perspective on how small. Yeah. All of all of us are, and how small all of our problems are. Absolutely. So anyway, back back to Sally. Um, yeah, she initiated and direct, uh, directed NASA-funded education programs, um, which were designed to fuel middle school students' fascination with science. And she really, really cared so much about improving science education, specifically for those middle schoolers and and most especially for girls. Yes, there's another quote that I found from her in an interview where the interview asks, if you were talking to a student interested in science and math or engineering, what advice would you give them? Sally says, keep interested in science and do well in your math and science classes. Science and math education is critical to our country's future. Mm -hmm. She also has another great quote saying, um, and it talks about the importance of science and math and how this is the future and it's not it's not uncool. Like she's really all of her interviews, she always somehow mentions and sprinkles in how science and math are cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've noticed that. And in all the interviews that I watched of her, mm-hmm. there she always says that she always talks about how cool science and math are and how how important they are to our future. Yeah. Yeah, she's such a sweet woman. Really, find some interviews on her. Uh, we'll leave some links in the in the uh, below, and mm-hmm. honestly, really check them out because she's she's so sweet. She's so amazing. Yes, absolutely. I, I just I loved watching those interviews of her. But um, yeah, she she was she was a member of the President's Committee of Advisors on Science and Technology and the National Research Council's Space Studies Board, and she served on other boards such as the C- Congressional Office of Technology Assessment. Wow. And then she also had so many honors and awards. Tell tell me a little bit about some of the honors and the awards that Sally has accumulated. I'd love to. I also would love to mention that she has a photo of her handshaking with Obama, which I think was very, very cool, too, to see. (laughs) So um, she received numerous honors and awards, such as being inducted into the National Women's Hall of Fame, the Aviation Hall of Fame, the Astronaut Hall of Fame, and... Also, the NCAA Theodore Roosevelt's award was something she won, just to name a few. And she was also twice awarded. Twice. Twice, yes. Not mm-hmm. just once, twice. Mm-hmm. The NASA Space Flight Medal. <laughs> That's amazing. I, she, she has, she, she lives such an amazing life. Absolutely. And those are just to name a few. There are yeah. others. Goodness. Um, wasn't, it was in... Uh, Go ahead. Go ahead. Sure, go ahead. sure. I think you were going to talk about Sally Ride Science. I was. I, I, I really love this. She founded Sally Ride Science in 2001 with a couple of other female scientists, Dr. Tam O'Shaughnessy and Dr. Karen Flammer. And Sa- Sally Ride Science, it's a company they created to motivate girls and young women to pursue careers in science, technology, engineering, and math. So 
STEM. Yes, and um, another quote by her, she said that she wanted to start a company that would create good science programs and materials that would capture girls' imaginations, show boys and girls a variety of role models in everything from astrobiology to environmental engineering to rocket science, and encourage them to continue to pursue their interests as they grow older. I know that there are a lot of girls out there who are just as interested in science as I was when I was growing up. And then... Just amazing. She is amazing. And then, you know, sadly, um, in 2012, in July, she she died at the age of 61 um, following that 17-month battle with pancreatic cancer. Unfortunately, even with her passing, fortunately... Not unfortunately. (laughs) Not unfortunately, following her, her passing... In November of 2013, Sally was posthumous awarded. Am I saying that correctly? <laughs> posthumous awarded. I already forgot how to say it. Try it again. Try it again. Sally was posthumous awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom, which is the nation's highest civilian honor, in a White House ceremony where Tam O'Shannonis. Sure. Yeah. Okay. I apologize. Her life partner and co-founder of Sally Ride Science accepted the medal on her behalf. She also received the the Space Foundation's 2013 General James E. Hill Lifetime Space Achievement Award along with Neil Armstrong, um, both for their contributions to space exploration. Additionally, in that same year, the Stanford School of Engineering named Sally a Stanford Engineering Hero, an honor bestowed on Stanford science scientists who have benefited humanity through engineering and science. In 2014, Women in Aviation International, WAI, um, they inducted Sally into its International Pioneer Hall of Fame. And Ride's memory has been best kept alive by friend and journalist Lynn Sher, who released a book about her called Sally Ride, America's First Woman in Space, and her partner, Tam also wrote a children's biography of Ride called Sally Ride, a photobiography of America's pioneering woman in space. I can't get over how you're saying her last name. Oh, you cracked me up, Jen. (laughs) Anyway, um, in 2017, this one's really cool. Um, the U.S. Postal Service announced that Sally's image would appear on a stamp in 2018, and that design portrays a painted portrait of Sally as she appeared around the time of her first space flight in 1983, and behind her on that stamp is a space shuttle that's heading into space. And it's not just that one. There are another bunch of stamps that... Uh were outlined of NASA's uh, Apollo spacecraft in a collage symboling engineering in a four-stamp set dedicated to STEM, which is science, technology, engineering, and mathematics education, a cause Rye championed in her years following her two space missions and leaving NASA. And Sally Ride inspired the nation as a pioneering astronaut, brilliant physicist, and dedicated educator, said the USPS in a press interview regarding the stamp. And I think that's so super sweet because a fun fact about her, she was actually a stamp collector since she was a little girl. That just makes it even more amazing. I wish she had been alive to see herself on a stamp. Yes, her partner Tam, Mm -hmm. whose lifetime I can't say, she Mm -hmm. said that she would have been completely honored by it. And I I saw these stamps, and I'm going to leave a post uh, on the link below. They are very cool looking. I actually would love 
to find them for myself and collect I wonder them. if you can still find them. I'll, we'll search for them. Yeah. Well, maybe eBay. Ooh, maybe e- we can find them on eBay for you. Um, so let, let's... Uh, Sally had an amazing life. Are we um, going to bring this back Let's bring Earth? it back. We're going to bring it back to Earth. Oh, okay, you and your space I can't stop. <laughs> <laughs> can't stop, won't stop. Um, anyway, so Mar- as of March in, in 2018, um, 60 women in nine countries may- have made... 138 space trips and several of them have made as many as five trips into space i also read that in recent nasa astronaut selections up to half of those have been women Ooh, yeah yeah and then that. and then in march of 2019 nasa had scheduled the first all-female mission but they had to cancel it due to not having enough Uniforms. Okay. Can you believe that? Well, Sally was rolling in her grave over I, that. Yeah. I, I, I. Not enough uniforms. All right, NASA. Um, let's just go get another one, you know? I mean, aren't. <laughs> how, I mean. We don't know. We don't know what goes into making a, a uniform for an astronaut. That's fair, but is but... it in the budget? Shouldn't it be in the budget? Who did the budget? Let's not get into that, okay. but anyway. <laughs> I just think that there are so many different, you know, barriers. Think about all of those 60 women. Um, you know, Valentina, who I mentioned earlier, the first actual woman mm-hmm. in space um, in, the, in the Soviet program, um, and Sally as the first American woman, they they broke down so many barriers and, and shattered so many glass ceilings for all of those 60 women in those 90 countries, those sorry, not 99 countries, um, you know, the... I think that they would be so proud to know that so many women have come after them. And think about how many women that Sally inspired, and and Tam and Karen, mm-hmm. um, and all of the women in the in the Sally Ride Science program have encouraged and inspired and motivated to pursue careers in STEM. Mm-hmm. And how many people, boys and girls, middle age, not middle age, <laughs> middle school <laughs> rather, kids have have been encouraged and not discouraged to to think that science is cool yeah absolutely i I completely agree with you and i mean to also be fair she is very inspiring to all ages (laughs) even middle ages even middle ages (laughs) because you some people find all of a sudden in their life that they've been drawn to astronomy their whole lives and they switch Mm -hmm. their careers midlife she's She's powerful enough and inspiring enough, I feel, to change anyone's life with her words. And I really feel like she is a pioneer on so many different levels between being the youngest American in space, being the first American woman in space, being so graceful in her lifestyle, in her her words. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I, I just, if she was alive, I'd really love to shake her hand. I would too. Actually, I would love to share um, a, a, a story that I remember. It was my, my only memory I really have of looking through a telescope, and it was with my dad. And I remember he was trying to show me, like, the rings of Saturn, and I... That's cool. Yeah, I feel like Sally would have really appreciated that, that memory. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you, Jen, for, for spending time with me today talking about Sally Ride. Um, thank you, listeners, for also spending time with us. Again, this is A Little Louder Now by The Bridge Initiative. Stay tuned for more podcasts featuring great and trailblazing women. If you have any questions, topic ideas, or if you'd like to join the Bridge Initiative community, email us at bridge at fi360.com. 
You can also support the podcast without spending a dime by leaving us a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, we all we want you to get a, a little, little louder, louder now. now. <laughs> We're gonna ride, <laughs> ride, ride to the moon. <laughs>